Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and good morning. How are you doing today? Hey, good to, see you. Good to hear you. I'll tell you what, this book right from, from the cover, it says, you got to pick me up, you got to read me, you've got to experience me. And it all started with Rescued by Matthew Diffie. It's like, oh my God, let's go. And once you get into this book, you can't put the damn thing down. Great. <laughs> where, where did you get your hands on all of this material? Did, did, was it, was this, did they send it all to you or did you get to go into this gigantic vault of, of basically things that have been rejected? <laughs> I wish it was the second thing, but it was the first thing. So I know all these cartoonists, you know, as, as friends and colleagues. Um, so I just, yeah, I just asked them, send me the best of your worst cartoons, kind of the ones that, you know, rejected for good reason. And then, yeah, I just had the, the fun job of going through it and picking the best ones to fit in the, in the mix. I, l- I love the way that you basically educate the reader in in the very beginning when you say you know you you point out what's going to be too crass, what's going to be too politically incorrect, too uh-huh. weird, too dark. You you really do set us up to really start enjoying the book. Yeah, to me that's the fun of it. You know that these are ones that I mean the New Yorker is a very specific brand, and we all work for the New Yorker. We do that kind of brand in the New Yorker, but we also do this other stuff. And to me, that's. It, it's fun to think that this is coming from the same artists that are are usually so well behaved. When when are bad taste and bad humor more acceptable? I mean, we're fresh out of the Johnny Depp trial. There should be something about them now, or is that too early? Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's stuff being being done right now about it. Um, yeah, we're living in a time where it's hard hard. You know, a lot of topics are just being taken off the top uh, off the table. So. Uh, we're trying to do what we can to to keep making inappropriate jokes, always in a hopefully a, a not a mean spirited way, but just pointing out ridiculousness when we see it. You know what's really interesting? You just you just painted the picture for me. Can a cartoonist be cancel cultured, or culture canceled? Yeah, I mean, you know, usually it's just the individual cartoon idea that you pitched that gets canceled and and you know shuttled off into the dark. Um, but I think, you know, in, in political cartoonists world, that definitely is still happening. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say the wrong thing politically, you can be canceled. Um, luckily for us, it's just one idea to one idea and that idea gets canceled, but then we can bring it back into the rejection collection and hopefully it gets a second chance. This, this is almost like a, a greatest hits album because I mean, in, in really going in there and looking at it, there, there's such an emotional character. I mean, um, emotional connection as, as a reader, because there, there are things in here I'm going, well, I would have kept that, but, but you know, I, I guess it was yeah. a sign of the times then, right? If they, if they didn't take it. 
Right. There, there's a lot of levels to this book. You know, there's 54, 55 counting me cartoonists work in the book. Um, you can enjoy the cartoons, and then I also made them all fill out these silly questionnaires so you kind of get a sense of how their brains work and who they are. And then you're also, as you're looking at the cartoons, like you say, you're kind of, uh, to me, chuckling a little bit more just the fact that we submitted these outrageous stuff to the New Yorker because the New Yorker would never do, you know, whatever, a farting elephant joke. <laughs> um, and yet we, we drew it and we submitted it. So to me, there's all these levels, and like, and maybe even analyzing what what's wrong with this one? Why didn't why wouldn't they have taken this one? So yeah, there's a lot of levels to it beyond just your typical uh, cartoon book. I think I I laughed out loud at the, the geese on the water looking up, and it pretty much it's the Nike symbol. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was very funny, and I caught onto that uh, immediately. Yeah, well, you're a, you're a smart visual guy. A lot of people don't catch it, um, but to me, a, a gag like that is is all the better because it takes that little bit of work. You know, you get that sort of charge when you, when you finally make the connection. Um, if it's too easy, then you don't get that. It's just that, yeah, there it is, duh, obviously. But, yeah, I love it when a, when a reader has to do a little bit of the work. Yeah, yeah. In radio, I play the 90-10 game. There's a 90% chance I'm going to have to recut this commercial. Do you do the same thing as a cartoonist? said, well, there's a 90% chance you're not going to make it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we do, you know, 10 sketches a week, and on a really great week, if you're really hitting it, you'll sell one. So 90% rejection is actually wonderful. It's usually closer to 98. So when but it, it's just par for the course. You know, we just right. go into it knowing that. I guess, so it's, it's pretty much like crafting a joke, then, that might be on The, the Late Show, or with even with uh, Seth Meyers. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I, I know some guys who do write those jokes. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's creating, uh, you know, quantity in order to get the quality. One of the things that you really kind of give us uh, readers on the inside by by opening up the curtain so we can see the wizard is the fact that you share scribblings, half ideas, and false starts. We would have never thought about that until you said, "Hey, look, you know, it doesn't always prove to be a perfect day." Right. Yeah, it's it's a long game. I you know sit down for two or three hours every day just trying to come up with ideas and I don't have to be funny for several days in a row as long as I get something by the end of the week and it almost always does you know so now when when it is rejected by the New Yorker can you sell it elsewhere it used to be you could there's 20 other magazines but now the New Yorker is really the last known standing as far as magazine cartoon Whoa. outlets there's a few other little little markets here and there that people find but Really, there's not a whole lot of life for a cartoon after its rejection from the New Yorker. You can keep submitting it to the New Yorker, and, and sometimes that works. You know, it's just not the right week for it. So you keep uh, resubmitting, we call it. But um, that's really what the impulse that made us start doing these books, because so many of these were never going to get seen. So uh, we wanted to we wanted to share them. I, I love the little interviews that you have with the with the cartoonists and stuff like that because you know like like you were saying you know it's a little questionnaire but still it gives us an inside peek at you know how they think and how they react to the real world. Right, and it's 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 fifty five cartoonists answering the same questions, <laughs> but you see they're all answering them in different ways and and all funny but all very unique to themselves. That, to me, that became like the most interesting and fun part of these books. Was it, was it like going to a cartoonist convention? All of a sudden, everybody's bringing their own experiences? Because in radio, we'll sit around telling radio stories all day. Yeah. 
to me, it feels like it feels like almost like there's a basement party of, of cartoonists while the parents are upstairs and we're all, <laughs> you know, showing our dirty little secrets and yeah, talking shop and, and just kind of the, the the inmates running the, the, the prison for a while. How about that caption? Does it come first or is it the cartoon that comes first? Because, I mean, it's two different, you know, creative sources. Right. It's different for different cartoonists. For me, it almost always comes together. So um, the idea I'll get, I, I won't draw anything, but I'll picture that drawing in my head. And I, the caption is, is kind of coming right in with it. And it might get tweaked and, you know, hopefully pared down as I work on it. But it all kind of comes together. But I do know cartoonists who, who do just the opposite. Um, sometimes they'll hear a line somebody says in the real world, and then they'll figure out a, a different visual context to put that in to make it a cartoon or cartoonists that doodle their way to an idea. So they start just drawing something. They don't even know what they're drawing and they're adding characters. And then they, then they create sort of create a puzzle for themselves. Um, almost like a creating your own caption contest. <laughs> right. um, so it works all ways and, I, and I've tried it all, but for me, it all comes together. Have you ever, tr- have you ever tried to get into animation or is that just, ah, I'm not playing that game. Oh, it's so much work animation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have done a tiny bit. Um, <laughs> But it is a lot of work. I feel the same way about graphic novels. Whew, who has the time? <laughs> For me, like I, I, I'm really, I, I love the one drawing, one line, just the purity of that, and the and the control of that, and the fact that you can bang that out in a day or even an hour, um, and it's all complete. I, I really love that format. You do realize your book, the best of rejection collection. This this is bathroom material. This is going to end up in a lot of bathrooms for sure. <laughs> for sure toilet side reading yeah that's what's good about it because you can like i said you can zip through and just look at the cartoons and then you can also spend more time uh depending on what you're doing in the bathroom to uh go into the, the questionnaires which are packed with jokes and, and silly little things <laughs> i love it dude you got to come back to this show anytime in the future matthew the door is always going to be open for you yeah love it Excellent. Well, you, you be brilliant yeah, today, anytime. okay? I love doing cartoons on the radio. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Bye.